The stagecoach is completely flipped over on its right side and two of the horses are stuck and entangled in the mess of, uh, of the reins. Today on the podcast, I have Phil Greenbaum, who is a Swiss army of a filmmaker doing just about every position there is on set. And Phil's story today is centered around an indie feature film he was working on. It's a story that involves working with horses, a stagecoach accident, and unfortunately, a deadly outcome. And with that being said, I just wanted to give a quick warning that this episode does contain sensitive material that may not be for everybody. But with that, I'll let Phil take it from here. Hey, uh, my name is Philip Greenbaum. I'm actually an actor and cinematographer uh, living in Los Angeles. And this is my worst day ever. last couple of years, uh, I've just been working a lot of different kind of jobs, trying to just get as much experience as possible. I've been ADing, ACing, gripping, gaffing, PAing, helping with catering, helping with production, design, uh, pre-production, post-production, assistant editing. Yeah, I've just been really a, a multi-tool uh, for the last couple of years. You know, a lot of my friends know me that way too, so I, I was actually recommended for this job. It was a month out in the desert, it was a Western, a horror Western, very small crew. Uh, the whole thing was paid for plus the, the day rate. So uh, there was just no way I could say no to it. It was honestly the biggest film I've ever been on. I never booked a 30-day job before, let alone uh, had to go live somewhere for 30 days in a, in a hotel. But yeah, so I, I, I got the job and um, I got the job as an AD slash AC slash grip. So we got there, first couple days were pretty chill, and about midway through the first week, uh, being a Western, we had to have some horses on, uh, on our set. And immediately we were given a safety meeting about the horses. Please be careful with shiny boards and reflectors and, and light bounces, and they can't see behind them sometimes, they have those eye things over them, uh, and they freak out, and when one freaks out, they all freak out. And the Wranglers, again, just assured us, and, and, and we felt like we had enough Wranglers. They were really excited to be there. Uh, they are very confident in their horses. The next couple days, there was a lot of jumpiness with the horses. Uh, we learned that when horses are together, they like to bite each other. And when you don't tie them to proper things that are there to like hold the horses down, they freak out even more. So we had a lot of uh, horses pulling stakes out and pipes out of the ground and freaking out. and. Everyone was just real jumpy around the horses. And then we jumped to the stagecoach. We had a beautiful stagecoach with like four mini horses. Uh, they're not like the Clydesdales, they're like mini Clydesdales, I guess. And a special Wrangler for that, two Wranglers. However, let me backtrack a little bit here, actually. Let me set it up. The, the day before, the stagecoach gets stopped in the movie and by a tree branch in front of the road and the villains come out and they grab all the women and the men from the stagecoach and there's gunfire and there's fighting. Mind you, the four horses are just standing there while we're doing this. And the Wranglers are holding them out of frame when they can. So by the end of that day, actually, when they were trying to do a U-turn with the stagecoach and the horses, he unhooks two, the Wrangler holds two, turns it around, it's actually quite impressive. The other two horses were so jittery that their friends were leaving them because of all this action that happened. They actually grabbed the other Wrangler, pushed her down to the ground, and completely rolled her over multiple times. I saw it in slow motion. Again, she was okay. So that was that day. So we 
have had a lot of jittery horses now for a week and we've kind of learned to stay away from them and obviously shiny C-stands and guns and blanks and everything. Like everything was being tested and rehearsed and the horses were being tired out before we got on set now because that was an easy way of jittering them. So now we jump to the next day where we need to get this shot of the stagecoach going full speed. We have five actresses in the stagecoach plus two actors. So we're setting it up. I've assumed and we've all assumed that the same pattern has been repeated for the last couple of days of getting the horses to be less jittery, which was, you know, they were run around the path that they were going to run for this shot for like maybe 30, 45 minutes. So that it was just in their physical memory and they wouldn't think of anything from the day before. Well, in my honest opinion, I'm not trying to throw the blame on anybody, but obviously there is there was uh, miscalculations and people making mistakes. I think maybe the Wrangler was dressed up in the costume and got real excited and that he was going to be on camera and doing this. And I think he sort of uh, missed the rehearsal and the rundown with the horses at the beginning. And the horses were starting from the same spot that we had just attacked the, the people in the stagecoach. It was starting from that exact same spot, just no more tree blocking the path. So the horses were freaked out. And they take off. We're sitting about 100 yards away, just, you know, on radios, watching them get it. And they turn the corner up the hill. I'm, again, I'm sitting back at sort of our holding zone, and we lose sight of them. And I remember, I, I think one of the actress's husbands was right next to me. He had just come to visit that day, actually. And uh, we're just watching, and uh, all of a sudden, I just see in the, like, 400 yards away, I see two horses just kind of running off on their own in the desert, kind of like the day before when they had run over uh, the Wrangler. And they were just running off, and I instinctively was like, that's not good. And I remember hearing the, the guy next to me, the, the husband, was saying, I think they flipped. And he, I think he may have seen something that I didn't. So we started running up the path because there was a big pile of dust. It went all silent. Two of the actresses were kind of at the top of the hill, right where it turns. So it was kind of a blind spot of where the stagecoach, uh, the incident happened. And two of the actresses were walking out and it was like watching Apocalypse Now. It was just like watching two people that just came out of like a collapsed building. Um, uh, they were they were okay, nothing broken, no scrapes, a little bit bruised on the forehead, one of them was. Anyway, so I run up to them. The, it was his wife, one of the first ones out, so he was there. And then I, I finally get over to the top of the hill and see down the straight path. The stagecoach is completely flipped over on its right side. And two of the horses are stuck and entangled in the mess of, uh, of the reins and the wood because it's a stagecoach. It had all these uh, things. And the Wrangler made all this stuff himself. Like a lot of this was custom built because it was an old school stagecoach. All four wheels, spokes completely shattered. Uh, they were just the rims completely emptied out. I'm noticing all of this as I'm jogging up. The director's already there with, you know, the cameras off to the side, obviously not important. Uh, more of the girls are coming out. Um, as I got there, one of the gentlemen, I believe was knocked unconscious. He was an older gentleman. We got him out, he was okay, we checked him out. Everybody was rattled. Uh, a lot of people were emotional. Um, a lot of people were in shock. There was definitely like silence. I don't think you can get more quiet in the middle of the desert. You know, we didn't have planes above us. We didn't have, we never had to hold for sound out there. So like it was so quiet, but that made it quieter. The worst part of it though, unfortunately for me, um, 
when we got the horses free of the reins, one of them wouldn't get up. And that was, oof. I didn't even think I was gonna make me emotional again. <laughs> yeah, I haven't talked about it in a minute. We kind of didn't know what to do. People were trying to call vets. I am a vegan and part of the vegan community. I was also looking on my Instagram for animal sanctuaries in the area to try to just have an alternative for this 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 uh, beautiful creature um, that's just been working and doing his job and been so friendly. But unfortunately, the wrangler had to make a call, and uh, uh, you know he was basically said, "Go get this box behind my truck." Um, and there was just tears in his eyes. I mean, he was just. His eyes were just welting up, and this was, this is, you know, these aren't, this isn't something you would expect to see. And even his other, his partner, the, the other wrangler that was helping him, uh, was also very traumatized by the decision that he had to make there. And there was some yelling, and there was some arguing, but he was very stern. And you know, this is my, this is my job. This is my horse. This is my choice. Uh, this is what needs to be done. So we cleared about two, 300 yards away, and, and unfortunately the, the Wrangler had to put his uh, horse down. And a lot of people don't understand, I think, why they needed to put the horse down. I think you gotta factor in that it's a workhorse and to rehabilitate the horse, to pay for all that, and then you have to have somebody stay with the horse, and then the horse is never gonna pull a stagecoach or wagon or work again. Yeah, it's a tough side of, of that business. It's a tough side of using real animals and live animals. That's always a sensitive subject in movies. Um, I learned on this movie firsthand why that is such a big deal and why there needs to be such a close examination of what animals and creatures are, are, are being used on set or what animals or creatures are in the area that might get displaced or disturbed by your filming. Now, funny enough, I mean, there's nothing funny about what happened, but the next day of filming, we were actually set to, we were scheduled to film a funeral scene. Uh, for some of the uh, the uh, talent that gets killed, not in the stage close, obviously, but in the movie, uh, it was it was actually just a great scene, and, and uh, some of the actors and actresses didn't have didn't seem to have a hard time bringing on the tears and staying in it. So it just kind of seemed like it was just meant to be. I mean, you can you couldn't write that for that to happen. And the next day, we have our only funeral scene of the entire movie. I think the biggest lesson that I I've learned, and I, I guess I would like to pass on to other filmmakers, is. Uh, even though they're really cute um, and adorable, uh, when there's animals on set, just stick to your stick to your lane and stick to your department. Horses are jittery and jumpy, and I did not know that. My name's Phil, and that was my worst day ever. And that wraps up this episode. Thank you, Phil, for coming on and sharing your worst day ever. And if you have a worst day ever story and are interested in coming on the podcast and sharing it, head on over to worstdayever.com to learn more. And to make things easier, I've included the links in the show notes. Until next time, that's a wrap.